Um, I'm gonna check on my turtles. What are you doing, girl? Huh? What are you doing? Huh? Hmm? What you say? Hmm? What are you doing? What are you doing? She loves people. And we're off on a Friday. Teddy Lehman, Tyler McComas, hanging out Riverwind Casino today. They've got a lot of stuff going on, new gaming areas. Um, they're adding some blackjack in as well. Always have a bunch of good promotions going on. They've got the Ghost, Ghost Ghouls and Giveaways through October. Monster Monday Mash is uh, Monster Money Mash as well. And uh, also some good stuff coming up in November. And we'll have those details for you as the show rolls on. A little Mike Gundy to start off the show. I'm telling you, um, as can't beat it. As we get closer to the football game uh, with Texas and Oklahoma State, I I feel I'm feeling better about Oklahoma State. I don't know why. Maybe that's a mistake on my end, but you know, it it starts what's going to be a very crucial uh, stretch for Texas, who's five and two right now. They're still 3-1 and one in conference, which is good for third place. Uh, TCU Kansas State undefeated in conference play just ahead of them. Um, ranked number 20 in the country right now. They got Oklahoma State on the road by week, then Kansas State on the road, then TCU. Um, and we talked about this yesterday, but I don't know. I, I'm sure they're feeling pretty good right now with where they're at. Sitting at five and two overall, but and not that he's going to be on the hot seat or anything. I don't think that's the case at all. But Sarkeesian, there's going to be some anxiety down no, there in the coaches' huge, offices over the next four or five weeks. There, this is a huge second half to the season. Like they're going to finish better than five and seven, so they're going to be able to point towards improvement from last year. So that's something. But yeah, man, they could be a double-digit win team. Or they can very easily finish as a seven and five team, and I, yeah. I just feel like there's this overinflated sense of what Texas really is right now. Which, no surprise, we're talking about the University of Texas here, right? But I, I just hear people nationally talk about this team as well. If Quinn Ewers was healthy the entire year, then you know we may be talking about college football playoff contenders. I mean, maybe, but like. I, Hudson Card was just fine when he was in there at quarterback. I, I, I think Texas is built up a little bit too high coming into this game at OSU, and they still might win. We'll, we'll run some of those numbers here in a minute with OSU defensively. They're not great, but I just don't think that all of a sudden Texas has figured it out. They got some issues too. Right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Um, I, I We were in meltdown mode, and rightfully so, but – you know, national media, everyone piled on, and, you know, it's like the thought of all of our recruits leaving and, and all of these different things where we went on a three-game losing streak. Texas went on a six-game losing streak last year, okay? And, you know, so far we've seen them. They've looked okay. They looked really good against us, but, you know, that's that's it's hard to take much from that football but what, game. At what other point have they looked like that's a right. team that's amongst the best in the Big Twelve? I mean, seriously, was it in the loss to Alabama? In, was it in no, the in, 
I mean, I, I just don't. I haven't seen that game from them outside of maybe you can say they look that way against OU. Not in conference play. Well, they did against Oklahoma, but that you know that thing. We understand what that was. R- right. So, I mean, they looked really good at times against West Virginia, um, but I mean, the point is is exactly right. They they beat Iowa State in Austin. Kind of got lucky to win that game with with the way it unfolded, um, especially late. But hey, they got out of there with the win this year. Some of them are going to have to be lucky, perhaps, right? With yeah. uh, with as good as everyone is, so you can't really knock them for that. But you know, that was a that's a winless in conference Iowa State team. So I mean, that's just the point, though. Is like it, it would not shock me if. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's not off the table for Texas to lose four straight. They're a loss away. Um, I mean, they're a loss away, and that's what we talked about, right? One more loss, third of three losses. That's college football playoff. I mean, they're not out of the Big 12 title race, but that is a – their next loss is going to be their most damaging one. Yes, we could see a team kind of start to fold the tent up a little bit if they lose on Saturday. Well, especially for like – yeah, let's say they lose to Oklahoma State. Um, three losses, two in conference. They're not out of it. They're still fighting and scrapping right there. Um, but if they lose at Kansas State, and now you've got three games left in the season, you've got three conference losses, you're, we'll have to see what the picture looks like at that point. It's it's probably going to start to look like you're you're out of it. And... You're going to be hosting TCU. We'll see what TCU looks like at that point. But, I mean, there comes a point where you got to start worrying about guys like B. John Robinson saying, yeah, man, uh, yeah, this little ankle injury I've got or whatever it may be, start to hold out a little bit for for the NFL stuff to where you don't take any damage. Yeah. Uh, pre-2010, Texas won 22-24 over OSU. They had a really nice run over Oklahoma State, 22-24 over OSU pre-2010. Since 2010, OSU's won 8 out of 12 against the Horns. Oklahoma State's now on the uh, nice little run. So OSU may be more than any other team in the conference. They've taken advantage of Texas being in the decade of suck plus now because it's been over 10 years. They've really taken advantage of that, and – I just I think Spencer Sanders is going to play tomorrow. I'd be really surprised if he didn't. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of the injury situation, but the guy played last week against TCU and finished a game that went all the way into double overtime. Why, after a week's rest, would he not play Saturday? I just And looks fine like, coming off the field. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he's going to play. I'd, I'd, be, I'd yeah. be surprised. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to play also. Um, but regardless of who you think is going to win or lose, and I, I know we'll get to that, I'm just interested in what the text line thinks because we do have a Twitter question out there, who you're rooting for tomorrow, and basically what it comes down to, I guess, most of the time is who do you hate more, Texas or Oklahoma State. But sometimes it comes down to who you root for in this game. Like, What's the better overall scenario for OU? But now that OU's sitting with three losses on the year, I don't necessarily see – a scenario one way or the other that works out better for OU. I, 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 I get the only one that I can think of, and I don't even know if this is a factor whatsoever, but 
the Colton Vosick situation is there. It wouldn't hurt. I don't know how much it helps OU, but it wouldn't hurt OU if Texas were to lose tomorrow and be god-awful down the rest, the stretch of the rest of the season. Uh, look you, for something. Ab- you, you absolutely want Oklahoma State to win the game. And there's not a question in my mind about it. 100%. Because of that or, want or, Oklahoma State. Or, or why? Like, why do you want Oklahoma State to win? Yeah, because of that. I mean, if, if we don't compete with Oklahoma State for recruits for the most part, Texas is and has been our main competition for a really long time. That's our main rival. The worse they look, the better it is for us. Yeah. And, you know, especially gearing up to go to the SEC and all of those things. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not telling you you got to go get an Oklahoma State tattoo. I'm not even telling you you got to watch the game and root for Oklahoma State. I'm just telling you, like, if there's an outcome that you want, it's for Oklahoma yeah. State to win. And the word root, I realize, is very strong here when we're talking about this game. So you don't have to outright root for anyone. But you don't want Texas to have any momentum. And it's been a while since they've had any sort of momentum with their program. So, look, I'm not going to sit there and just outright root for either one tomorrow. But you definitely don't want Texas to go in the offseason 10-2 with a Big 12 championship or anything like that. Yeah. You, You don't want that program to gain any type of momentum at all. Absolutely not. No. Is that even a discussion? Like, Texas... Has only one conference loss. They, they've got a really tough road ahead of them, and like I'm not, I don't think that they're going to navigate that thing. Um, but like mathematically, they still got a really good opportunity. They play both of the teams that are ahead of them, TCU and Kansas State. Like you don't want Texas ripping off a bunch of wins and playing in the Big Twelve Championship and perhaps winning the thing. Right? Yeah. So, let, uh, let's see what Texas says. It ain't even says. close. Uh, Peyton says, I want a higher-ranked OSU coming to Norman. Plus, it helps for Texas to lose as many as possible. Uh, this mm-hmm. one says, I want OSU to be good when they play us. I think we can beat them. Is that too close to, well, hey, I root for both teams until they play one another? No. I don't think so. I think, I, I think to say – Hey, good, fine, whatever. We want you feeling like you're the best team in the country whenever you walk in. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, Brian of Maryland says, what's bad for Texas is good for OU. Root against Texas like AD all day long. Uh, is Teddy going to be on the Oklahoma State sideline holding Gumby's hand? His love affair with Okie State is weird. Yeah, that's where I'm going to be. Of course. I think he'll be at the ranch tending to his cattle and – Everything else, or the tortoise that we just heard. Well, why don't you take over for me? Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm going to be. My love affair with Oklahoma State will continue through the weekend. I'll be um, whatever hitting paddles against the, the the side of the stadium. I'll be there to recognize the 1945 national championship. You'll be wearing team. a uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer outfit like that one kid in the student yeah. section. That that wasn't weird. You'd look great in it. I'll be there to talk about uh, the most, uh, the easiest replicatable uh, dish in all of human history, cheese fries, <laughs> as if it's the only place in the world uh, that serves them. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be doing. Sure. I hate to say it. Love but affair I, continues. But I hope little brother, the Cowboys win, then we break their hearts in Bedlam. That is an interesting point. Like You have a top 20 win, but you know what people are going to say. Well, I, it's Kansas. Come on. It's, it's really going to help momentum going into year two. You already got three losses. But if you have some sort of a signature win this year that you can point to and say, yeah, you know what, but we rallied around and this was a big game and we won it, there's one team left on your schedule that can be considered a win of that magnitude, I guess, and it's a high-ranked Oklahoma State team. That's around the top right. ten. Right. Right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that's I, – I find it fascinating that everyone that doesn't respond to that way. And I get maybe it's no one wants their um, – uh, I, I don't know, maybe not ego's not the right word. I don't know what it is. Maybe you can't allow yourself to say that, but the two teams are playing. There's going to be a winner. I, you don't necessarily have to care about it on either side, which is fine, but I, if there's a side that you would want to win, you would want Oklahoma State to win. And it's not that you necessarily want Oklahoma State to win. You just want Texas to lose. Sure. Well, right? that's a good thing but, about I mean, tomorrow. Somebody's got to lose. Someone's going to have to. Yeah. And that's all it is. You're not you're not hoping that Oklahoma State does really well and they've, they've put this great season together. No. It's just you're hoping Texas loses. Now, and that's who they happen to be playing uh, tomorrow is we, Oklahoma State. We mentioned Colton Vosick. Like, could a game like, like this affect things? Well, it maybe could in terms of Texas losing and having a – crap into the season. Now, I haven't seen this on the text line, but I'm sure a couple people out there are saying, I'm not going to base who I'm rooting for based on one recruit. Are you kidding me? I think this recruitment is a little bit bigger than just that. I I think this recruitment is a little bit bigger than just, you know, a four-star defensive lineman going to either OU or Texas. Like, that would be a big recruiting win for OU to go get, I think he's rated as the best player in Austin. And even in a year like this with the new staff, go down and get the player, their best player from their, their own backyard. So I, I, I think it's a pretty right. big message. There's a narrative that goes along with that. So if it affects the Colton Vosick recruitment, then I, I can get on board with that. Right. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and it's not even just Colton Vosick. It's everything in the future. You want, you want that program to lose – as many games as possible and be in constant turmoil. That's what you want. Well, that's hadn't had to try very hard for that recently. That's They're right. all on their own. That's right. But you know what the great yeah, thing is? Well, Even if they have a great win, I have no confidence that they turn around and back it up the next couple of weeks. <laughs> right? I mean, they had that uh, – everyone was patting them on the back after that Alabama loss. And then they turn around and were uh, down to UTSA by two scores early in the game. And then they get beat by Tech. And then they beat OU. And then they turn around and almost lose to Iowa State. And we'll see what they do the remaining five games uh, this season. So, it's right. I, I, I think, you know, now that everyone's kind of back to patting them on the back a little bit, this kind of historically, this is a good chance, or this has been a good spot to fade Texas. Right. Nope. I uh, I totally agree. Okay, we're late for a timeout. Keep hitting the text line. 
651-3439, hanging out Riverwind Casino today. Come out and see us. A bunch of great promotions going on. Uh, they've added blackjack tables. They've got blackjack match, ultimate Texas Hold'em, craps, roulette. Um, the blackjack match progressive right now is over $220,000. Plus, they got the October promotions going. Ghost, ghouls, and giveaways. And then they've got the uh, Monster Money Mash also uh, with a costume contest coming up October 28th between 6 and 10 p.m. Stay tuned. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is re- Football Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We're with you until 6 p.m. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Let's get to that now as we still got a uh, big-time slate of college football to break down for you before we get out of here before today. This text says sewers. Talking about Quinn Ewers. Sewers equals a more athletic (laughs) Spencer Rattler. Wow. Quinn Ewers is just a more athletic Spencer Rattler. Um, by the way, I randomly saw this this week. Rattler, they've got A&M at home on Saturday. Uh, his number so far this year, 112 of 170 for 1,298 yards, five touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year for Rattler. Ouch. Not, Not great. Well, a lot of that is um, just – Playing in a a tough conference with like some of like the worst one of the worst rosters in the conference. You know, it's just it's not not easy, man. It's way different whenever you're you're one of the bottom feeders instead of one of the more talented teams. You know, it just is. Hate that for him. Um, I was hoping it was going to turn into one of those really good seasons for him there. But it's been a it's been a struggle, man. No yeah, doubt, it really has. Holy smokes, fellas! In all caps, Jackson Arnold put on a damn show last night. Yeah, he more uh, touchdown passes than incompletions against a program like Allen. I I'd say that he put on a show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's good. And uh, it, if that if that wasn't, I, I think the whole night was a show. Arnold was awesome. Peyton Bowen was awesome. He's visiting Oregon this weekend, by the way. And then uh, you had Lebby and B. Hall roll in on the chopper, which was a nice uh, – So cool. Yeah, that was a nice move. Nice, definitely a nice touch uh, to roll in on the chopper. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, that's how you make an impression, right? Show up in the helicopter, make a nice low pass, and – uh, set down over there. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. The I, I'm I'm excited about him, but you know, I I'm just I, I don't know, I don't you think you should wait and see. Yeah, you know? I, well, yeah. You got to wait and see, but I just don't think that we're going to be having any legitimate conversations about him being a starting quarterback next year. I think we're going to go into the off season, and I guess I'm kind of projecting what's going to happen from here on out, but. I think we're going to go to the offseason saying, well, yeah, Dylan Gabriel's back. He's QB1 for you. And then you got Evers. Uh, you've got Arnold and a transfer quarterback battling it out for quarterback for QB2. It's not a bad thing to say that next year you hope that Dylan Gabriel's the quarterback. All right? there's, there's nothing wrong with that. 
um, get a year to absorb the system a little bit, to uh, develop physically a little bit, to develop, um, you know, uh, your role or your standing within the the team. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Matter of fact, I think it's preferred. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not big on trotting out there with a true freshman quarterback. Not in a year that's going to be as critical as next year, man. You know, because, I mean, next year is really a big year for this program and a big year for the staff, and I just don't think that they're going to, you know, place the entire season on the shoulders of a true freshman quarterback. Plus, man, right. I, like, Braden Will, like, whose offense is this right now? Well, I think Braden Willis, like, might be the best player, and he looks like he's, like, the overall leader of the entire team. But it's Gabriel's offense next year if it's not right now. I just, I, I don't know, I don't, yeah. I don't He's going to be back, or at least I think he's going to be. I don't really see a scenario where it's not his offense and he's not QB1. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I hope it is. That's the way I feel anyways. Um, like to have a, have a veteran there and, and let the true freshman learn the ropes from that guy is ultimately what you want. Now, there are scenarios where – a guy is so far and above the rest that he's that good to where you got no problem marching him out there. And maybe he'll be one of those guys. You know, there's 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 been that those those situations have happened before, but I don't know. I, I just I always feel like a true freshman playing quarterback for you is not always a great yeah. thing. Arnold, three incompletions, two were thrown away to avoid sacks. And one was his receiver pushing the defender into the pass lane. So they're documenting all the uh, incompletions last night. Um, speaking of the offense, right. I've got four names for you here. You tell me if you think that they are back next season or not. Um, we just talked about Dylan Gabriel. We've mentioned it before. I think we both believe he's going to be back next year. You still on that train? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Now, this guy is really starting to play good football as of late. Anton Harrison, is he back next year or is he gone? I think yes, he's back. Okay. Eric Gray, he's got a COVID year next year if he wants it. Having a really good year at running back. Is he gone or is he coming back? Not enough information. If he continues the rip that he's on right now, He'll probably have a really good opportunity to head to the NFL. Well, I think he's going to finish out the year nicely. I would guess he's off to the NFL. I, I, I do, too. Guess. I do, too. Now, here's – Probably, like it, like the trajectory that he's on right now, I'd lean NFL. This doesn't totally sink the offense if this guy's gone, but, I, I mean, clearly it would be best if he's back. Marvin Mims. This is the most interesting case for me. Back. You think he's back? Okay. I hope so. Yeah. Yep. Um, Is that it? Those I, I, are only four? Well, I mean, we can throw out some other ones if we want. I just don't know. I don't know what Marvin Mims' draft grade, if it were to come back now, what it would be. Is it like late second, mid second, early third, that range? I don't see him as a first round pick coming out of this year. Um, I don't. That one's just. No that one's just. That one's tough for me. As of right now. There's, there's no way he's a first round. No, I, I like Quentin Johnston. Okay, now, let's let's talk about that one. Um, I, I just th- I don't things see can there. change. 
between now and the end of the season, like if he was to absolutely catch fire, um, you know, for the for the rest of the season, like I could I could see a scenario where that could happen, but but right now, no, he's not. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's. Yeah, close. I mean, how many first round receivers do you think will be taken? Uh, Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston will be a first round receiver, I think. Uh, Jordan Addison. He's el- yeah. He's got to be eligible, I think. Um, Jordan Addison got a chance I mean, to be one. I, Who else? There's. Well, the point is, like right now. You know, just like he just hasn't had the type of season so far that propels propels you to no. first round. He's had a good year. Play. I think he's like third in the conference in in receiving. Yeah, he's had a good year. He's had a much better year than last year. But yeah. no, I, I I totally agree with you. Yeah, I don't. I don't he's see over five hundred yards receiving. He's had three touchdowns. Um, I just I don't I don't see it right now. But I don't know. I if if things if he gets hot. And they continue to target him like they did against Kansas, and he's ripping off close to ten catches a game down the stretch. Okay, now we're talking. Like the capabilities are there. I think ultimately he's going to end up as a as a high draft pick. But you know, right now I would lean towards no to the NFL. But I could be wrong. Yeah. You know. I- you know. There's also it's not just about being first round. Sometimes guys are just ready to make the leap and start making some uh, some real money and just see how things unfold for them. Is there anyone else worth mentioning? Um, I don't. I don't feel like there is. I don't think so. I don't think so right now. I mean, this guy's um, gone regardless, but Braden Willis and like his kind of yeah. draft, pro- like he's making some money. Yeah, no, he definitely is this year. I just kind of wonder. I don't wonder how NFL teams view him. I just kind of wonder the window that he's going to be looking at in the draft. I don't think yeah, it's going to be first know. round or second round. It's probably going to be third or fourth. But, yeah, he's, he brings something to the table for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I think he probably like a mid-round guy, like a third or fourth, which I think would be excellent for him, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he, he's a he's, – as long as he stays healthy and keeps having the year that he's having right now, yeah, absolutely. He he's gonna he'll get drafted and he'll do well. Like because he does. There's not a whole lot of guys out there that are doing the things that he's doing. Most guys are either blockers or they're pass catchers. Not a whole lot of guys are are doing what he's doing and dominating both uh, to the level. That he is now. The passing numbers aren't gaudy yet, but you know he's starting to get more action, more uh, a bigger piece of the offense. God, I I just um, I just remembered something that made me incredibly frustrated last night, and I know nobody what? watched this game because everyone was watching uh, Kyler Murray f bomb his head coach or Jackson Arnold throw <laughs> the ball all over the field. But there was a uh, there was a college football game last night. Did you see the uh, the finish, like the last play of the game of Virginia and Georgia Tech? No. Dude, okay, so <laughs> Georgia Tech has the ball down a touchdown with three seconds left. Three seconds left, right? Um, yeah. The, the quarterback is they're, – they're at the 36-yard uh, the line, their own 36-yard line, so they got to complete a miraculous play down the field to score a touchdown with no time left. 
and uh, take it into overtime. Their quarterback uh, scrambles out to the left, right? And once he hits the hash mark, the clock reads zero, right? And yeah. he just runs out of bounds. And the clock <laughs> is dead and the game is over. Like, there's a good two seconds yeah. where he still has the ball in his hands and the clock reads zero. And instead of just throwing it down the field and just doing something, he just runs out of bounds. There it is, game over. Oh, God. I was um, beside myself. Didn't we didn't we see that last year with um uh Tennessee? Didn't Joe Milton do that? Um, they had a chance to beat someone. They had something weird happen Early in their in the bowl. Year. They had something weird happen in their bowl game. I don't remember what Tennessee game you're talking about though. No, it wasn't their bowl game cuz he was still the starting quarterback. Uh, so it was like it was one of the first games of the year. Was it was it the game they where they a, were throwing golf balls and mustard bottles at Lane Kiffin when Ole Miss was there? <laughs> no, I I don't know. Was it um, was it against Pitt? I see that Hendon Hooker was the leading passer, but maybe Milton. Like there was a game where like maybe Milton had to come back in it, and they had a chance to to do something late. Maybe it was the Ole Miss game, but he just like. Just ran, ran out of maybe it's fourth down and he just kind of ran out of bounds. Oh my god! Late dude. and it's like, oh no, dude, come on! It, it yeah. was. It's just what I mean. The lack of awareness on the final play it's, is amazing to me. I mean, it really is amazing to me that a college football quarterback just runs out of bounds. I oh. mm, brutal, absolutely brutal. All right, late for a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Riverwind Casino today. Stay tuned. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, and a whole lot more. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma, and they can help take the ease off of your staff and also fix those pesky problems in your office building. Call Cavens today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, they're here to serve you as well. 918-282-7612 or cavensconstruction.com. Interesting text here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I guess you guys haven't heard yet. The OSU-Texas game has already been called, and OSU has been declared the winner. Spencer Sanders has already said they will be playing TCU in the Big 12 championship, so no need to play the game. Oh, okay. I, he, he made some comment about um, he hopes to see them or expects to see TCU again in Arlington, so that's what that's referencing. Gotcha now. Interesting. When did he say that? Was it like post game? Uh, yeah, post- like we'll get, we'll see those guys again. Or type of comment. Yeah. What do you take? Uh, That's not unusual. What do you take more stock in? Spencer Sanders saying that, or maybe the most important stat of the weekend that Texas football is eight and one following Taylor Swift's album drops dating back to two thousand and six. Of course, she just released her latest album, and Texas is eight and one following a uh, dropped album she just re- taylor swift just released an album what, at midnight i think was it midnight last night or earlier this week I, it was at midnight at some point i don't know which day um i take hmm. it's the most important stat of the week i was gonna say i take nothing from that but now that i think about it maybe i do 
Maybe I do. Taylor Swift, if there's an artist that encapsulates the Texas football program, it would probably be Taylor Swift. So I don't know. Nice. Maybe there is something there. Who was that one lost to? They started off country, and now they're more pop than they've ever been. Is that what you're saying about Texas? Yeah. And um, I was going to say they whine about all their old boyfriends, but I don't know who that would be with Texas. But, you know, who knows? They whine. Uh, yeah, both of that's them That's funny, whine. though. That's the point. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's a nice little stat. I wonder yeah. who thought about that. I, it's kind I, of a I weird thing know. to think it, about. It's a but very weird glad thing. they did. I saw it on social media this week and said, uh, uh, okay, I'll put that one in my back pocket. I don't know really the point that I'll use that, but we'll call it the most important stat of the entire weekend. That's what we'll call it. Nice. Sooner in Texas yeah. on the text line says, who in your opinion takes up the Braden Willis role on this team next season, if there is anyone like him? I'm referencing his ethics, not necessarily his skill set or position. Um, I don't know. I think there's a. I think there's a bunch of. I think there's a bunch of guys that have the chance to. I mean, it helps to be, like, like to have a big physical stature to you. Uh, for a leadership role on a football team, it does. It's not always the only thing. It but helps. It, I mean, for it whatever helps. reason, it, it typically helps. Um, like if you're looking for guys on the defensive side, like a Reggie Grimes, like a um, like those guys that are going to be true juniors next year, like uh, Stutzman and Downs and. Bowman, like some of those guys are going to be stepping into those type of roles. It, it needs to be someone like a Stutzman, man. And, and that is an, it's an interesting point of if you're going to be a defensively led program moving forward, I think your guys like Braden Willis need to start being on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, well, y- yes, you need to have those guys. But here's the thing, man. You cannot – rarely can you – fall into that type of role or not fall in you don't fall into it you earn it rarely can you earn that type of role if you're not producing now you don't have to be the best producing player on your side of the ball but you typically have to be uh, pretty productive and viewed as as one of those type of guys so i don't know that's that's a that's a great question um man Hmm. That's that's yet to be determined is the is the answer. Yet here. to be determined. To be I mean, determined. that's gonna that'll tell the story. Like, uh, hopefully, the right guys step into those roles, and and that'll uh, your vision of the future of the program will probably be determined on who some of those guys are. Right? And I don't know. I wish I had a better answer. Jackson Arnold shouldn't start next year after watching all those deep balls he was right on with last night. He's going to need a year in the system to work on overthrowing the receivers by at least five yards, saying that he's got the next level going to have to get his timing down on the deep ball because it's a different speed, I'm guessing, is what they're meaning. There is some truth Are you sure they're meaning that, or or are they being sarcastic saying that, um, like, 
he should start, and we're idiots for wanting a guy that's overthrowing deep balls. Uh, we need well, if maybe. Jackson Arnold's going to start at OU, he needs to overthrow the deep maybe, ball. Maybe because Wade OKC it, says, "Come on, guys, Mims' numbers would be better if Gabriel had better deep throw accuracy." So you may be onto something there. Well, Mims' numbers would be better if Dylan Gabriel played in every game this year. Uh, he didn't play at all in the Texas game, and guess what? Mims had one catch for negative two yards, right, um, and didn't play, what, for a little more than, what, two, two and a half quarters or something like that uh, against TCU, and his numbers would have been better in that game. So, I don't know. I mean, his numbers are pretty good. They're not bad. I mean, the dude is, uh, I, was he the best receiver on the team last year? Uh, Mims was the best receiver on the team last year, yes. Okay, well. For the last three years. His numbers his numbers are better this year than they were last year already, I believe. I'm going to pull it up, but didn't he have maybe – he, maybe he had a few more yards last year, but it the wasn't same number, much. Said, I think he may have the same number, as catch, same number of catches than last year already. I think that's the yeah. number. Yeah. It, yeah. Think about that. He's had the same number of catches through seven games, and two of them, basically the quarterback didn't play, so really five games, as he did a year ago. Right now he's got 32 for 542 and three touchdowns. Let's see what he had last year. Last year he had 32 for 705 and five touchdowns. So he's... He's going to absolutely crush last year's um, receiving yards. So, I mean, let's not act like the quarterback that's throwing him the football sucks. Like, what, what are we even talking about here? Yeah, well, I, uh, I, he does not suck. I would also – something else that wouldn't suck is 16 targets a game for him here on out. I would not hate that. Now, they, they, they did have – they did snap it 100 times on Saturday, and I don't think that that's going to happen again, but – if they want to target Marvin Mims 16 times a game moving forward, I won't be mad about it. I won't be mad about it Man, at all. I'm telling you, it is, for me, it, 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 it's clockwork. It, it is absolutely clockwork. And there's nothing that pisses me off more than when people automatically clamor for the person who's never played a down to go out there and replace somebody. It's amazing. So if it makes you I, so mad, can I read this one? Arnold is going to be the next Heisman. Sooners get. He'll beat out DG. I just wanted to throw that that's, in there. That's fine. You know, that's fine. And I hope he wins the Heisman. Right? And maybe he will be the starter next year. I don't know. But just think of what it sounds like to watch a kid play a high school game and say that he's going to come in and replace a quarterback that's thrown for over 10,000 yards in college football and is going to be a senior, or maybe not even a senior. Maybe he has a year after that. I don't know. He's got three. He's it got just two seems more years. Ridiculous two more years after this of eligibility. Um, real, real quick before we yeah. get a break. Someone says, check me on this for sure, but Sark hasn't won a Big 12 road game yet. 
I am checking. They they won at TCU last year. I think, is that the only one? Yeah, that's yeah. His first one is his only one. That's so he be what he is a uh, one and zero, oh, one and one, one and two, one and three. He's lost at Tech this year, one and four. So I guess he's one and four in conference road games so far. Ish. There you go. Yeah. And guess what? Their conference road games this season. Woo, buddy. Yeah, ain't gonna look, be much Not better. easy. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll- Here on the rush, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. What is the uh, most interesting football game of the weekend? Is it Ole Miss at LSU, UCLA at Oregon, mm. Texas at OSU, K State at TCU? You can only watch one game this weekend. Which one would you watch? Um, Syracuse at Clemson, also. I would no. That one's not interesting. Well, I mean, it's interesting, but. To me, I would probably I really like UCLA-Oregon because I think UCLA is absolutely a legitimate college football playoff contender. Absolutely, without a doubt. And I, I don't know. But I would probably, I'd probably stick with the Big 12, though. Yeah. Texas, it's, it's Texas and OSU for me. Um, and that's looking yeah. at it very locally. I think the storylines there are interesting, but... K-State, TCU, we've talked about this week. I wonder if the Big 12 can, you know, almost kind of be eliminated from the college football playoff after this weekend if TCU loses the game. Yeah, I don't know. Your best hope right now for sure. I think Kansas-Baylor is interesting to see if Kansas is, like if if, uh, the special run is over, if the magic's gone, or if they can continue – uh, I mean, I'm expecting the bounce back and really play good. pretty well, honestly. I know yeah. Baylor's coming off that loss and they're at home, but I, I think that's going to be a close game. And um, like Kansas State TCU game, I think is awesome. I cannot wait for that game. That's going to be. I, I'm part of me thinks Kansas State's going to win that football I, game, man. I, I, it's I'm, just I'm going to pick Kansas State to win that football game. Yeah, the way it's all lining out. Which I kind of hope TCU like, keeps their run going. I think it's it's cool what they've done, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. And obviously, Oklahoma State Texas is 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 fantastic. Also, all right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.